Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Vincent Mans podcast. I am your host, Vincent Mans, and today we're going to be talking rugby league NRL. I'm here today, joined by Anthony Booker. Anth, how are you doing today, my guy? Yeah, good. Um, a lot of stuff. Yeah, a lot of things have been going on lately in NRL, which is interesting. Like always, a lot of juicy stuff to talk about. And Origin, we're back to Origin again. And I'm not sure this series is the one that everyone's into at the moment. With Queensland winning the last two and winning the series now. And so, but that's just me being a disappointing Blues fan. But yeah, we'll get we'll get into it. There's a lot to talk about. And yeah. yeah. Yeah, look, New South Welshman, as a New South Welshman, I think we're all disappointed in how the series has gone. I think... Queenslanders, they've just been over the moon. Uh, they're probably going to be celebrating all over Caxton Street if Queensland win again and next Wednesday. Um, before we talk origin, I just wanted to bring up something with you. Uh, i got an opening question for you, so similar to what we did last week. Okay. As a player, how would you react if your team lost 60-0 in a rugby league game? What do you mean? So I, well, I don't know why you're saying if I was a player because I am a player and I have lost sixty nil, and it has got to be the most worst feeling. It's almost as bad as someone dying. That's the way. That's almost the yes. way to put it. Yeah, well, that's just me taking rugby league to heart. But if I'm being honest, that's the way. That's the way I feel. So. Yeah, I know from a like a coaching standpoint as well. I'd be just absolutely gutted as well, and. I'd probably be fearing for the for my job as well, right? I'm going to be thinking to myself, how long do I have a job for? I mean, losing 60 nil is pretty much the worst way of actually losing. And three teams last week in the Bulldogs, uh, St. George was really close, but also the Tigers. Man, what happened cool. to those guys? They just completely fell off the face of the earth. I don't get how the scores just blow out, especially in an NRL level with the atmosphere you've got. Like I get at a club game where one team just dominates and like at a club level and the other team doesn't have that many players or the team didn't fill a team that week. But with these NRL clubs, there's no excuses at all. There's a salary cap, so really the players are all leveled out throughout all you think, of the team. Yeah, you think. But at the end of the day, <laughs> you know, some players they go out there they want to be there. They don't want to be there. Some of them, you know, and it does come down to the coaching as well and how well some they can the, actually motivate some, their players. Some there are just for the money. They're getting mm-hmm. good pay. So they're just there, just putting on a jersey and looking big. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Um, so what we're going to do today, um, this is an episode I've really been looking forward to. Uh, we're going to do a NRL draft of the worst contracts in the league for 2023. But before, before, uh, before, yeah, before you head on to that, I just want to ask you a quick question. Yeah. Before we get on to this, before we get on to our big topics. Um, so if you were a coach, because right, obviously you're a coach, 
Mm. And as a coach, if your team lost 60 nil or lost to a big score line, would you sit your whole team down and through the video session and make them watch all the tries that scored on them, every little mistake they made? Or would you just go scrap it and work towards the next week? What would you do as a coach if you're in that position? Um, yeah, I mean, that's a really good question. Uh, if it were me, I'd probably hand in my resignation note and probably just leave the club. So that's probably the best thing to do. Oh, they, they sound faithful to your, that's your players, but <laughs> I'm so, joking. Um, what uh, would you do? Yeah. Um, so what I would do is look, I probably just sit down with the team and I think we really need to have a talk as a team, right? So we need to start really understanding what actually we're playing for, for the rest of the season. Right? So you look at the tigers, the dragons and the bulldogs. The big question for me is, what exactly are their goals for the rest of the season? And then you might sit down with them. You might watch some tape as well. Um, look, <laughs> watching tape, what's that going to do really? I mean, if it's going to be something technical or something that the players can change, or if it has to do anything with their effort levels, right? You don't want them to be feeling bad. You can do a little bit of video with them, but it's all going to be having a purpose. So something that can be changed from coaching, right? So, or something that's very tactically. And then at the end of the day, you know, you're hoping that the players, they go back to training refreshed, minds cleared, and hopefully you can just get on with the goals that you come up with the team uh, for the rest of the season. Okay. Well, that's a, it's funny you say that you're cause you're right, but you're also wrong. Because I remember playing, when I was playing in Melbourne for the 20s over there, our coach, we had a big loss like that. It was a big, like we got smashed. I think it wasn't, it was like, well, I think it was like 50. They put 50 or 40, like 40 odd points on us. Our coach was mad, which we shouldn't have. And we just played bad. And what our coach did was he pretty much picked out a few players. He goes, you, 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 you. Are you going to come do video? And they do individual reviews and the rest of you go home. Because it's only some individuals that let the team down in some aspects and you just got to let them know. It's not the team. Sometimes it's not the team's fault. Like maybe one player puts in effort, but you remember it's also a team sport. Like, yeah. so but if one player is only putting in effort, but the rest of the 12 players in the field aren't, well, then the team isn't going to, perform as well so yeah like i get what you you mean as well you can't you cannot blame you cannot blame the whole team like like if a prop like a prop's job is just to run the ball and tackle and if he's doing that well he's doing his job if the winger's job is to ruck out the ball from his own half make meters find his front and also to finish when he gets the ball on the sideline well he's doing his job too so it's just when players don't do their jobs is when you got to catch them out. Yeah, I get what you mean. But, you know, if you take in the case of the Tigers against the Cowboys, that's usually a team effort. That's how they lose, right? So yeah. that's when you bring in guys, pretty much all the team, um, and you go through that stuff with them, right? So you sit down with them. You don't just pick individual players that didn't perform. If you watch that game closely, it seemed like, most of the players out there, if not all the players out there, didn't really want to be there 
So that's why I'm saying that come, I don't know, that Monday morning, they would have brought everyone together and really sat down with them and actually discuss it. You know, what do they actually want to achieve for the rest of the season? That sort of stuff. You got to remember, there's a lot of players reserve grade wearing the NRL jersey too. So, and yeah. that'd be, and that would be, if I was an NRL coach, especially for the West Tigers, that would be in my discussions 110%. Hmm. Whoever the head coach is, whether it's Benji or Tim Sheens at this stage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's get on to uh, Origin now. So, team uh, game three, I should say. A lot of changes on the New South Wales side. There's been seven changes and, um, I'll just go through the team quickly for those who don't remember or just didn't even bother reading. Uh, this is through 1 through 17. So it's Tedesco, To'o, Stephen Crichton, Bradman Best, Addo Carr, Cody Walker, Mitchell Moses, Jake Trevojevic, Cook, Campbell Gillard, Liam Martin, Kalonga Matangi, Cam Murray, and on your bench it's Isaiah Yo, Jacob Saifidi, Reese Robson, and Clint Gutherson. Um, do you have any initial thoughts on that team or any surprises that you want to make note of? Well, I saw that team and I think Freddie and Greg Alexander would have been probably at the bar having a few beers and then they would have said, oh, we've got an origin team to pick. Yeah, beforehand they started drinking. And they had to yeah, let's, let's, let, let's pick a team. Yeah. So they decided to pick this team and it's all over. Like, there's no... Like, what's the goal? Like, I get the goal is not to, like, their goal was not to end a three-peat. Like, they don't want, they don't want Queensland to have a queen, like, a clean sweep. But you're not playing for anything anyway. The series is over, right? So why not bring in, like, some players from the future? Like, I'll start off, we'll get off the bat, we'll start off with Cody Walker. Wait, Cody Walker? He's, like, 33-34. Is he not a pick for the future? Well, apparently, he came out to the media, actually. Apparently, saying he's going to be there for the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. He yeah. wants to be the Origin 5 8 for the next like 10 or 5 years. He wants to be there. He wants to have like a permanent spot there. That's he's going He's going to be the Origin 5 8 to his what 45, well, 50. Oh, you never know. Like, it's the you never know with sports science these days. You don't know yeah. what he might find <laughs> and what he could do. But still, like, I don't get what it's too late, way too late. What? Where was the that pick should have been made from either the first round from the first origin pick, not the last one? Yeah, well, yeah I get the like, is a good pick too, right? For well, first round, but... Walker's a better player, right? Walker and he's the more the informed player. Well, we both had we both had Nico Hines as our six, and we felt like he should have been. Um, he was the best pick over Luai. He's another one that should have been picked. See, for the future, why not pick him? Yeah, yeah, I completely why? agree with you. Like a Dalian medalist, why not pick him? Yeah. Um, yeah, it it really is baffling to me as well. I think the big talking point out of it is why did they select Bradman best, right? And you know, oh. I looked back at the statistics. And it's not as bad as how it looks, right? So Bradman best stats. So he's played 16 games this year. He's averaging 142 meters uh, run, 
eight to, uh, eight tries, ten try assists, six line breaks, and he only averages one point six three missed tackles per game. So individually, he's actually having a really good statistical season. Uh, my question is, do you feel like there should have been somebody else that was picked? Would you go on with someone like Matt Burton, Will Penasini? Yeah, I... Would you go on with Katoni Staggs, right? Well, actually, you know, you, when you just told me those stats right now, you actually made me feel a bit better about him being in that team. Like, yeah, he's a very good individual player, but like you said, there are better options to go for. Listen, listen, do not be... That's disrespectful to Bradman Best, okay? That is rude. That is, you better watch your mouth. He's oh. been in the pathway since he's 16 years old. That's why they selected him. And he, they keep showing that one highlight on TV where he runs the 110-meter uh, try, right? That's the one highlight, right? Do not disrespect Bradman Best again. Oh, oh no. man. <laughs> you can't. But look... You can't, like, yeah, there are, but I'm sorry, but there are better options. It's as simple as that. Yeah, like, I agree. Yeah. You can't, well, there are, there, there's so many, like, even Isaac um, Targo, like, he's having a cracker season himself, too. Like, in a winning side not, as well. In a winning side, why not give him the chance as well? Or give, um, or even, like, someone like you brought up in our first origin, Will Panasini. Hmm. Another one as well. Like, there's a lot of players. But look, I don't know how he's going to play. I reckon, I feel like he'll have a really good game. I feel like he'll be our surprise of yeah. the uh, of the series. I've, like, the way you made, the way, as soon as you told me those stats, I felt a little bit more confident of him being in that squad. Yeah, I completely agree with you as well. I think he's actually going to um, perform very well, right? You know, and this is his first game, but. If those statistics say anything, right, I feel like he's actually going to be quite a, a decent player. And he's going to have guys like Cody Walker next to him. Uh, I believe he's going to be playing the same side as Adokawa as well, right? So he's got two guys who can um, really help him in that team. Hmm. Um, the one guy I was actually surprised to see <laughs> get dropped and no one's actually talking about this. Is is this something that I missed? Is is there a reason why Junior Paulo is just not in the side anymore? Yeah, that's a one that's. Re- I don't think, to be honest, he hasn't really. Like he hasn't really played that well. Like he's like he's solid, but like he yeah. hasn't really. Ex- he didn't really explode in State of Origin. Yeah, look. Like, yeah, there's I've, no reason why, to like not pick him, but. Yeah. Yeah, but you're right. No one's really talking about that. Yeah. I've got his but Jacob Saifidi was picked over him, right? And yeah, I know. New South yeah. Wales has already been has lost Payne Haas and then they just dropped their second best front rower. Right? So I actually have Paulo's stats for New uh, New South Wales this year. So he's played the two games. He averages eighty four meters, zero tries, zero try assists. He only is playing thirty one minutes in a game. And he's already got three missed tackles per game as well. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, maybe it's just more of a case that Fitler doesn't really know how to use him or just doesn't like him. And he just puts Saifidi in 
um, because he played one good game for New South Wales last year. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's well. You meant to go. Well, Billy Slater picks all his Queensland side off form. Yeah, off the season form they're having, not the state of origin form they had from last year mm. or from two. Well, for him, would be what two years ago for Daniel Saifidi or something. Ah, uh, no, Jacob Saifidi. So what? Jacob. His brother played a couple years ago, and Jacob played what last year, I believe. Um, yeah, I actually have. Like, yeah. yeah, go. Sorry. I have Jacob Saifidi's stats for this season. So he's played 11 games. He averaging 114 meters, zero tries, zero try assists. Do you want to have a guess at how many games he started this season? How many? Three. Uh... <laughs> he also averaging 1.8 missed tackles per game. So it's not bad defensively, but. He picked, he dropped one of the best front rowers in the game and he picked a player who can't even start for his own team. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I don't know. I really don't know. It's almost like they just picked the names out of the hat. Let's see. Next name. Ooh, Jacob Saifidi. Let's put him on the bench. Like I said before, they had a few beers and they go, oh, we've got an origin side to pick. Let's pick it. Yeah. The one that's other- what they yeah, that's I know. What that's what they said. That's, that's what uh, I'm thinking that's happened. So, mm. <laughs> um, The one other thing I just want to point out is that it just seems like there's a lack of stability in the New South Wales team this season. So Queensland this season have used 22 different players. New South Wales, do you want to have a guess at how many they've used? How many? They've used 28. Yeah, now, I know they've had injuries in that, but without that consistency or the stability in the New South Wales team, then you can't have any, um, as a coach, right? So when you're building successful teams, you're going to have like a coherent team, right? So of the same players, you can't just keep changing everything because then people are going to be like, Oh, is my position up for grabs? Am I actually guaranteed to be making this team? That sort of stuff as well. It's the same thing for New South Wales Origin, right? If they keep changing the players around, all these players are going to be turning around saying, well, is my position up for grasp for somebody else who may be in form at Clubland? And that's what I'm saying for this coaching staff as well. They they really don't know how to actually build a proper successful team. Maybe a couple of years ago when they were winning, but ever since Billy Slater's taken over as Queensland coach, it's just completely changed and there seems to be no identity and quite frankly, no stability within that team. And do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, you're right. You're hundred percent right. There's no, there's no stability. There's no, there's no, like, there's no players like Freddie saying, yeah, you've got like a, like you're, you're a blue, you bleed blue. You're going to be the face. Like Josh Adekar was like last, like two years ago. Like we all thought, that he was a definite pick in last year's save origin and he didn't get picked at all because he had wasn't informed and then he came out of the blocks after he didn't get picked, came off the blocks of the Bulldogs and scores like scoring hat tricks in a losing side for them. But Yeah, yeah. Um, the same things happened with Nico Hines, right? So ever since oh, he's been exactly. dropped, he's been playing really well for Cronulla. And oh, he hasn't well, they did I mean, not even give. They didn't even give him a chance. They, 
putting him in the centers in a position he's un- he's probably never played before, or at least in the NRL, you've never seen him play like center. He makes one little mistake, misses the tackle. He gets blamed for it. He gets blamed for it. It's like he lost the Origin series for the last twenty minutes. I want that. Just like that. Just uh. yeah. I mean, picking him was oh, the biggest joke as a utility. Picking him and putting him at center was the biggest joke that they could have done. Yeah, and pretty much there should be just a, a public apology for Nico Hines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. All right, um, we're going to take a break and then we're going to move on to the worst contracts draft. All right, we're back. Uh, so now it's going to be the 2023 edition of the worst contracts in the NRL draft. Now, did I steal this idea from Bill Simmons? Yes, I did. The whole thing is, right? So one of us is going to get the first pick and then the next person goes, right? And then we just go back and forth on who we feel like is going to be the worst contracts uh, draft, right? Basically, it's going to be down to, okay, who's the player? What's their age? What contract are they earning? And we're going to compare that to their production on the field as well, um, if they're actually worth their value, that sort of stuff as well. Now, just a bit of a disclaimer, this is not a dig at all the players, right? This is more of a dig at the people who, the clubmen who sign them, right? So the administrators that put them on their contracts. And this is a, a, um, a bit of a round of applause for their player agents, for their managers, for getting them these contracts. Um, did you want to have the first pick? So um, we're going from one to one, one to two. two. So, yeah. So do you- so my top. So my top, my worst one that I think is the worst. Yeah, so that's going to be your first pick, right? And we're going to do 14 picks like an NBA lottery. So we'll have seven players each. So um, say, for example, if you go first, then I go second, and then you go third, I go fourth, and then so forth all the way to 14. Okay. All right. You have the first pick. Uh, I've got the first pick. Yeah. My first pick, Daniel Saifedi. (laughs) <laughs> Daniel he, he's not he's not even on my board man jeez that's a surprise pick go Daniel is 750k for a prop and I think it's just too it's way too much for him way too much like he's not like I don't think he's not that much money like, and he's on there for if I'd read it right for the next like I've because I'm going by years as well so how many years they're on that contract? And if I'm gonna have a quick look now, he's on seven fifty, and he's gonna be on seven fifty for the next two years. I'm pretty sure. Wow. So, mm. if I read that right, hang on. Yeah, Daniel. Sorry, sorry for the next four years. <laughs> oh, that's even worse. So, so from 2023 to 2026. So that's oh. see, and that's the reason why he's my number one. He's, yeah, he's sort of, where do you think he's on a tier, like in for props, right? So if Payne Haas is the top, he's like the A tier, where would he be? Would he be somewhere in between B and C? C. C. <laughs> C. He doesn't even, C. he doesn't play Origin, right? So I believe Payne Haas um, earns about 800, 850. Um, and Sophie is not far off. So um, 
Yeah, his production has just fallen off in the last couple of years as well. He had a big breakout in 2021, 2022, 2023. It's just gone down, right? That production. And yeah, he's um, the, at best, he's probably this? a second front rower for your team. Yeah. Uh, look, if he was on 600, if that was, that value was like probably 600K or 550, I wouldn't even look at it. But yeah. 750, that's almost 800K. Like, not even, like, the best players in the game. Like, he's earning, like, if you look, I'm having a quick look at this list now. He's earning more money than, like, he's just earning just the same amount of money as Cody Walker, and he's earning 50 more K than Jesse Bromwich. Mm. Who, who would you rather have in your side? Bromwich. Yeah, that's just right. with that leadership as well, too. Exactly. Yeah. Man. Look, look, like, even... Like Lindsay Collins, he's even like a good prop as well. He's six fifty k, like, and to me, he's like a good player. I actually like him. Oh uh, yeah, maybe. me too. He's so good for the Roosters for us. So, yeah. and he's on six, and he's an Origin player on six fifty. So, really, yeah. like, yeah, that that's my first pick. Yeah, you know what? Daniel not Stoll. not a bad pick. He wasn't on my big board. Um, I should just mention. Um, all of these play salaries and contract lengths are on zero tackle. So that's where we get all the information from. Um, all right. My number one pick. This is the second pick in the draft. This is my first pick. He plays origin for Queensland at the moment. He's got an extension for next season. He's 20 years old, so he could be... You know, a really good player. But I think that extension is just absolutely disgusting. Jeremiah Nanai of the Cowboys. How much is he getting paid? So the contract is this season he's getting, he's on one year and 550K. The extension for next season, um, hold on, hold on, hold on to your seats. Five years for $4.5 million, which means 900K a season. And that makes him a highest paid second rower in the league next season. I missed that. I missed that. So that's one I missed. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like I said, he's 20 years old. He's a pretty good, if not inconsistent, attacking player. Um, But. Again, he's very just a one-dimensional player, right? So if I read out his stats for this season, 10 games, 102 metres per game, four line breaks, three line break assists, 10 offloads in total, uh, five tries. And get this, only the forwards, if you exclude hookers, uh, only Adam Elliott and Joe Stimson average more missed tackles than Nene this season. And Nene... Averages four missed tackles a game, so he's really a bad. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a bad defender. He doesn't really have a running game as well. The only thing he's really good at is that he scores tries, and even that, he's very inconsistent as well. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I totally agree with you. He's not worth nine hundred k. No, I'd say. Well, look, maybe future looking could be. Yeah, we don't know. Don't know. But he's twenty. He's twenty years old. Like who knows what's going to happen to him in the next five, four or five years? How many injuries he's going to get? Like, 
which could be bring on to our next one. Oh, I think <laughs> I know next, who it is. <laughs> my next guy talking about injuries, and we don't know what's going to happen in the next four years for him. And uh, yeah, that am I allowed to change my my order now? So is that can I change? Can I put him in? Yeah, or well, I... you have to make your second pick. So this is the third pick of the draft. Go. All right. So my second pick. Yeah. So that's that's the second pick. My third pick, Kalen Ponga. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he yeah, was my that, next that, pick. He was my next pick. So, my goodness. This is disgusting, this contract. Go. Do you want to... So, yeah. You go first about this contract and I'll I'll put in. All right. Get ready. Five years for $7 million. $1.4 million per season, which makes him the single number one highest played player in the NRL. Who's not playing? <laughs> He's yeah. not playing now. Oh, He's not my. playing. Yeah. Who is not playing right now and who yeah. is suffering from head concussions at the moment. Well, yeah, not at the moment. Is... He is playing at the moment. So, but yeah, he's playing. earlier this season, he had that. Yeah. Um, earlier this season, head concussions, one head knock, he could be out for the, the next year. Or throughout his, pretty much the rest of his career as well. <laughs> look, I don't, yeah, look I don't blame, I don't blame Newcastle for giving that contract. What no. do you mean? They gave no. him that extension last season when he still had the head injury stuff going on. They were like, yeah, we'll give you five years for $1.4 million a year, even though you are still suffering concussions. Yeah, but who was? But what options did they really have? Uh, As a club? Sign him for less money. Yeah, sign him for less money. I know what you mean. But like, there's no, like, really no other options. They could have signed him for a bit less. Yeah, you're right. But, like, really, like, he's... A, Look, he's a million dollar player. Maybe the one, the point four at the end. I'm not too convinced. Maybe one point one, let it go. When it started going to one point two, one point four, yeah, you're just you're just giving the man free money. He's just, he's he's sitting at home. He's probably got a penthouse in Newcastle somewhere, <laughs> partying. Got all these because he's a ladies man. He's probably got like ten girls up there. <laughs> yeah, like he's probably got yeah. So yeah, so like yeah, like, yeah. I have yeah, some, probably... I have some stats here. Eleven yeah, games this season, four tries, ten try assists, and he got most of those during the last game against the Bulldogs. Hundred thirty meters, first amongst fullbacks, averaging the most missed tackles with three point one misses per game. He has never played more than twenty games in a season, and he has not played more than 15 games in the season since 2020. How's this for a stat line as well? Two weeks ago against Penrith, he had five tackles. He had eight tackle misses. Oh. <laughs> at fullback. <laughs> yeah, was he playing? Fullback. Yeah, he was playing fullback. <laughs> um, you know, my, oh, my thing is, like, he's a good player. Like, we know he's a good player when he's playing fullback, that is. Um, is he a franchise guy? So is he going to be the sort of player who takes you to takes Newcastle to winning a premiership, right? Is he going to be that sort of player? And he hasn't really done that. He has been the best player on a team that's made the top eight, but he hasn't been the sort of player who's made the, you know, the top four or even close to a grand final. And they're paying him almost like he's, well, basically he's like, he's the best player in the league. That's why the contract is so disgusting. Plus, he only plays for pretty much half a season. 
time. Well, he's yeah. Well, he has potential to be the best player. It's potential that he's got. Yeah, but he's but most, he's twenty five already. <laughs> you know, he's he getting changed. close to he, at his peak. Yeah, he should be like this. Is where he should be like winning. Yeah, you're right. And Newcastle have the team on paper to actually win a comp if they get their stuff organised and actually get some team sh- like. Well, if they worked as a team and played well, played consistent every single game, they actually got the numbers and the players to actually win a grand final. Mate, you if sound you like at- you sound like what everyone's been saying over the last two seasons about this team, but something's yeah. just not clicking. Obviously, maybe it, what is it? The coach? Oh, who knows? Possibly. Yeah. Maybe coach, if their yeah, maybe if their guy just doesn't keep getting injured all the time. Possibly. Yeah, that. If their main guy. Yeah, if their main guy, yeah, their one point four million star player, that should be leading them to a premiership. But I don't know. I don't see he is a good player. But I don't see him as like a maybe. I don't never seen train because a lot of players that that train are different. Like they help out. Like they could be a leader at training and stuff. Mm. I've never seen train. You might be a good trainer on the paddock, but on the field, I don't see him as like. He's more like an individual star player rather than. The team player that gets him like he's not like an Adam Reynolds or a Nathan Cleary or a Cameron Munster. Yeah, exactly. He's more, right. he's he's more like, like a the, bit below, right? A bit like a tier nah, below. He's, he's not below. He's more like the the show pony, like the Reese oh, Walsh. Okay, I see what you're getting like, at. Yeah, like a yeah. Reese, like a Reese Walsh, like a star player. Like he's a Reese Walsh. He's a Josh Adokar. He's a um, who else is like that? Like a Ben Barber, like back yeah, in the right. day. Mm. Like a Jared, like a Jared Hay. Just the player to like the player that everyone loves, and the player that kids want to be him when they get older. And mm. he's that, that doesn't, top yeah, but that doesn't really translate into winning championships, right? No, but you need a player like that in your team, they're just missing that other player, yeah, he's exactly. Not it. Yeah, all right, good pick. My pick, okay, he, this is the fourth so pick, fourth pick, that's yeah, better. this is my fourth pick. All right, um, I'm going to choose a guy who hasn't even played a single NRL game. He's on a lot of money. You might know him as well. <laughs> it's Jack Howarth, Melbourne Storm. I do, I do know him, and he's living life. Yeah. So the contract is, this is the first year of five years for $2.5 million, which means he's earning 500 k a season playing reserve grade. Lucky him. Yeah. Lucky I don't think there's it. I don't think there's <laughs> there's not more to be said, but he hasn't played a single NRL game. And I don't know what's happening down at Melbourne. Maybe you might know more, but I do not know what's happening with him down at Melbourne. Well he got to play well last year he was playing he actually got to play a couple of twenties games and I was playing with him and now I'm sitting in my study talking to you while he's Still at Melbourne. Hey, that's not too bad. <laughs> hey, that's right. Hey. It's not too bad. <laughs> like he's probably living life. Like I was in Melbourne getting paid pennies while he's on 500k <laughs> getting Melbourne Storm, just playing 20s as well. Uh, <laughs> look, I don't look. That's, I feel like they just need to give him a chance, but mm. that's, that's the thing. That's Melbourne need to find, they need to actually give him a chance into the, if they're paying that much money for him, why not give him a chance? Mm, yeah, I completely agree like, with you. What, I mean, what, what, like even off the bench because he's play, he can play back row, he can play in the centers. 
he's just he's a good like he's athletic. The reason why they probably paid that much money is because he's athletic. He's got the build of it. He's just a rugby league player, even a rugby union player. Like if you watch his rugby union highlights, he was an absolute. Well, he was a freak. Mm. Well, he's just he'll just he'll run a muck in the field. So I can see why he was my fifth pick. Ah, I stole it from you. <laughs> so you did steal it from me, but yeah. I could see why Melbourne are giving that money. Mm-hmm. But yeah, maybe it is a bit. Maybe they should have made a deal. Maybe there's make a deal where as soon as he plays his NRL game, he gets that money. Not he gets that money right now. Mm. Like as soon as he steps foot on the, maybe that's the clause. We don't know, but on zero tackle, he says he's on five hundred k, and that's what we're going off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, your pick now. So you stole that one. I had so my fourth one was Nick Cockridge. So, that was fine. so, so this is the fifth pick now. This is your third pick. The, oh, sorry, it's my third pick. Oh, do you want to oh. pick Nick Cockridge anyway? You know what? Yeah, just chuck him in, Nick Cockridge. <laughs> yeah, um, he was yeah, on Nick my Cotrick. big board a little bit later though. All right, um, yeah, go. Why? Just has he hasn't played. He isn't, like, <laughs> and, I, and I feel like, and I feel like he hasn't done that much for Canberra, anyway. So yeah, uh, so the contract is two years, one point three million dollars, so six fifty k a season. Uh, my main point was basically he's just playing off the bench for the Raiders this season, right? And I, I don't know if um <laughs> if they're trying to put him in a different position now. Maybe he's just not a winger anymore. Maybe he's going to be a second rower going forward. Who knows with Nick Kotrick? But yeah, bad contract for a, for basically a bench player, really. We pay like he's going to pay six fifty to run on the field for thirty minutes and then come back off. Not even probably like ten or twenty minutes. I haven't looked at the stats, but yeah. it'll be something around there too because That's usually Canberra carry around three forwards onto their bench. That's ridiculous. Yeah, not even not even starting him. Like, what do these clubs think when they sign up these players? These managers, I, I need to know. See, this is what I need to do. I need to get in contact with like Kalen Ponga and Daniel Saifidi and know what their managers are, and I need to sign with those managers. Because <laughs> to obviously, get into the they, obviously, they know how to get a contract going. Mm, exactly. They know how to get a good deal, these managers that we've got on these lists. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, that's our, what was that, our that's fourth your, pick. So, fifth. So, that was your third yeah. pick? So this is so this is my pick now. This is my third pick, and this is the sixth pick overall. Okay. Hmm. All right. We've talked about this guy before. I've said he's a big over overpay before. He played Origin this season. Oh yes, I know he. But he is still just absolutely overpaid, and it's Tavita Pangai Junior. (laughs) Oh, big time! Oh my goodness! That's a, that's a, that is almost the exact same as Daniel Saifidi. Just a waste. He's on the same money as Daniel Saifidi. It's seven fifty k. Yeah, so two years, one point five million remaining, seven hundred fifty k a season. Look, it's a huge overpay. Looking at his stats, right? So his stats for this season: ten games, one hundred twenty-seven meters. One try, zero try assists, two point seven missed tackles a game. All right, huge overpay. He's only played over twenty games once in his career, and by the way, he's in the eighth year in the league. 
I still don't know why he was picked for Origin for this season too. So I, all I have to say is, well done, Gus. Your plan is really working well. Yeah. Well, look, I could look the props. Like, there's some props out there that are worth like 900k. There are. Like you got like Payne like Haas, like Payne Haas, Fisher Harris. They get your team actually forward and get your team like on a roll. Like there's the and they're leaders and they hit people and they work hard on the field. Like they're the type of players that are worth money. Like yeah, you pay 900k to let them do that, but 750 for an impact player. He's a good player, but I get why they can pay him that much. Like he's. He's there for the energy and for the impact. Seven fifty, yeah, it's too much. Yeah, and he's never yeah. healthy either, right? So, like yeah, I said, he's never point. played over twenty games. He's only played over twenty games once in his career, and that's right. he makes offloads too. I bet you, I don't know, but just watching from Origin, some of those offloads were very costly. Some of them just went straight back to Queensland. Yeah, I know. Yes, yeah, so but he's a player of potential as well. I'd say maybe, look, it was 600. Bro, he's in his eighth year in his league. He's still got potential. Yeah, he's still got potential. I think he's got, look, if he's probably about, I'd say if, if I want to be looking, here's my sixth one on there. But if he was getting paid like 600, maybe like 600K max, I wouldn't be looking at that. I'd say, yeah, it's probably, it's value. Yeah, that's, that's fine. But if you're getting paid 750K for a player who's very inconsistent, then... <laughs> You're going to get him. Okay. Um, who have we got? My. This is your fourth pick. Player? Yeah, this is your fourth pick. Josh Schuster. Oh, I didn't have this on my board. Go. Why? This, is, this is a prize for me. 800K. Okay. He was on, so he's on 800K and he's on 800K. But I look at. I also look at the value, but I also looked at like how much how many years they're signed for, so how comfortable they actually are. And he is for the next till 2020, 27 to 2027, he's on that much money. So that's when his contract ends. 2027, 800k throughout that whole period. Yeah, look, it is a little shoes. yeah, it is a little bit of an overpay. I do agree with you on that, but they are paying on potential, right? And if he really hits his potential over the next year or two, then that contract's going to look really good. You forget that he's twenty two, right? And we he's already shown glimpses of what he can be, and you know the stuff with the weight issues, him punching his teammates as well. You know that's never a good thing either. Oh, he's just, you can't, look, he's just, that's way too much for him. Way, that is, that is a big, he's a 600K player to me. Like for his age and what he, look, I can get what he does. 600K, maybe 800K, maybe the next two years, see what he's got. Like as a club, man, you should go, what, maybe they like, they should have like deals where they go, you're worth 600 now, but maybe in the future you'll be worth 800 right so we're gonna, you're gonna get paid 600 until you prove that to us and then you'll get the pay rise when we say like there should be some clause in the con- these clubs need to better organize these players but these managers must be really good at dealing 
with these NRL clubs and know how to get through to them. Yeah, and you forget so, as well that next season the plan for him is to play in the back row, right? Or play at 13. Yeah. And Luke Brooks is going to shift into his position. So, um, you know, that's a big question, right? Look, we might – look, he might – you're right. He does got a lot of potential, but I think it's just a bit of an overpaid. 700 yeah. – like 700K, yeah, I'd say he's probably worth. But 800, that's a bit of an overpay for me. Mm. All right. This is my fourth pick, and I think we'll just take a break after this one. Oh, man. I'm just looking at some of the, the names on here. Um. You know what? This guy, he's like low on my big board, but I think I'm going to just pick him, right? He's, oh man. So my next pick is Katoni Staggs. Now, really? yeah. So the contract is three years for $2.1 million at 700,000 per season. Um, His stats for this season, 17 games. Eight tries, four try assists, 180 meters, 3.3 missed tackles per game, which is second among centers, right? Um, <laughs> I've got a note here. Somehow his defense is worse than this year, this year than the last two years. So it's gone down from a tackle efficiency of from 87 in 2021, 83 last season, and now 81% <laughs> this season. He's just gone slowly uh, he's become a worse defender as his career's gone on. He's super inconsistent, right? So he's he's run under 100 meters this season six times, and he's run over 200 meters two times this season. He started this season red hot as well, so he scored six tries in his first five games for Broncos this season, but then he's cooled down ever since. So in the last what 11 games, he scored two tries. And basically, he's just this real inconsistent player who really is one of the worst defensive centers in the league. And some people were suggesting, well, why would Katoni, why wasn't Katoni Staggs considered for the New South Wales team over Bradman Best? Well, I would argue that Bradman Best statistics and his play this season have been a lot better than Staggs. Yeah, I, look, I reckon, how much is he getting paid? So a year, sorry? 700 per season. And that's over for that's, the next three years. That's not bad. I'm, you know what? That's To me, that's not that bad. Mm. I, I, think he's, I think he's worth 700K. I'd pay, yes, if I was the CEO, I would be paying him that much money too. He's a very, on his day, that's probably, maybe he's not consistent now, but on his day, he is the best player on the field. Yeah, I mean, when he wants to be, right? So, but he's super inconsistent, right? And he's like this season, he started so hot, and he thought, well, you know, he could be a bolter for Origin this season, and then he's just well, all of a sudden cooled down. If you're talking about consistency, look at your um, big player. Look at James Desco. How much is he getting paid? Oh, don't worry, I have him on my big board. <laughs> See, that's what I mean. Like, he's a good, like, he might not be consistent, but his value to the team means a lot. So, yeah, but like, he's 700k. Yeah, I don't think that's not overpay. Yeah, but it's not, but it's not an underpay either. It's just right. That's mm. how much he should be. That's how much Katoni Stage should be getting. 
Yeah, no, I think it's an overpay. I think defensively he gets caught out a lot. He's one of the worst defensive centers in the league. That's just what stats say, right? And and I've just I've chosen him because I want a bit more consistency in my team as well. Mm. Yeah, um, we'll take a bit of a break and then we'll do the remaining picks. All right, we're back. Uh, your pick now. So this is your. Uh, Fifth pick. Yeah, this is your fifth pick. My fifth pick? I had so we've, I had Howworth, so we've got Howworth in there already. Yep, that was my pick. I had Tevita, so that was already in there. That's my pick so, as well. Jai Arrow was, yes, he was my seventh. Ooh, Jai Arrow. He's not even on my list either. Jai Arrow. Yes. Jeez. All right, why? That's a, oh my goodness. Look, You've surprised me with some of your picks tonight. Yeah. Oh, look, I, I think this is a bit personal because I don't like him when he plays with Queensland. This <laughs> 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 is a personal one. Nah, but I have all respect for the player. I reckon he's a good player. I like him as a player. I think it's just a bit of an overpay. Do you, what's, what's the contract? 700K for, if I'm going to look at the years quickly, he's on 700K. Would it be about two or three years? Yeah, it's about that much mm-hmm. for yeah for two years, which is like and the reason why I see I see his name under Cody Walker, then I see Jai Arrow, and then I go like that's not really like he's not offering the same amount that Cody Walker does on the field than Jai, while Jai Arrow doesn't like for a back rolling, like unless he's like a real. But at least he's a tank and he's like Dane, like a, like a Villiam Kikia who scores tries and he's just a hard-working one. He's worth, like, look, I think 700, is he, yeah, 700 is worth, it's a bit too much for him. Maybe 550, 600, I'd be happy. That'd hmm. be like, yeah, he's worth that much. But 700, it's a bit, he's a tough player. Like, I love him as a player, but I think this is a bit too much. South, he's getting... His manager's done, like you said, this is not backing any of the players, but his manager's done well. Yeah. Congratulations to Jaira's manager. He's got him a good one. Um, so, yeah, that's my pick. Yeah, I mean, I like his versatility. Um, he's, yeah, he's not really one of the top forwards, like he's being paid is. Yeah, I could see where your argument is, but, yeah, I mean, he's an origin player at the end of the day too. Um, right. so is Jeremiah yeah. Nene, so but <laughs> that's right. Um, yeah, wow, jeez, I'm still a bit stunned from that pick. Uh, mm-hmm. even though I'm a passionate South hater, um, all right, yeah, well, I have to be, I'm a Russo supporter. Um, I think, next I, pick... I think the only one that don't doesn't like I hate South too. Like, a, <laughs> the only reason why, look, as a club, I like him as a club, but I just know too many people that support him and they, every time, look, oh, we're the best. We've got Latrell Mitchell. We've got this. We've got this player. Cody Walker's the best. He's the best player on the paddock. Cody <laughs> Walker should be getting, like, And then, oh, how good's Cam Murray? Cam Murray's so good. Then, like, it's like South supporters, I find, don't look at the NRL. They just look at South Sydney players and think they're the best. Mm. That's what I find. They go, oh, our players are the best. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> like, shut up. That's what I say to him. I go, like, one of my best mates supports South. I'm like, shut up. I go, you know nothing about footy. Yeah. 
All right, my next pick. This is my fifth pick. Oh, man. I I don't want to pick. I need a bit of a ruling from you. Go. Is Tom Dravojevic more of a, a sad contract rather than a bad contract? No, I think it's a sad contract. Sorry, that's a sad one. Yes, yeah. you're right. I get... Look, I get where you're coming from as well, but yes, it is a sad contract. Yeah, because it's the contract is four years for four point four million, which is one point one million a season. But now looking at his appearances over the last five, this is his appearances over the last five seasons: twelve, seven, eighteen. That was his M season. Seven, and then this season eleven. Mm. So. You know, it's more of a, yeah, a sad contract. Um, All right. With my next pick, I'm going to go with Jason Taumalolo. Okay. So that's your pick now. So it's not Turbo? No, no. Turbo is sad pick, but he so can be, he, he can be like a more of a uh, honorable mention. Right. Yeah. He'll be an honorable. That's a sad pick. That is a very, like, yeah. you can't blame. Well, yeah. Kalim Ponga. Yeah. I get like we talked about him being injured, mm. but 1.4 is a bit much. And they gave him that contract while he was injured too, while suffering the concussion. So that's, that's right. why but it's coming Tur- from. But Turbo is a different player. He is. So he's that type of player. Yeah, he's that type of player that everyone wants to be, but he can also got potential to be a leader and lead a team to a premiership. Yeah, as well. if he stays that's healthy. Yeah. If he stays, that's right. If he stays healthy. Where Kalen Pong is, like I said, not that type of player. Yeah. Callum Pong is the show brainy player. Mm. He'll score tries for you. He'll, he's a Dally, Callum Ponga, a Dalian player. That's what mm. he is. Yeah. So my pick is Jason Taumalolo. Um, really? Yeah, really. Um, oh, let me read you out the contract first. It's five years for 4.75 million, which is 950k a season. So if you remember a few years ago, he signed that really big contract for about 10 years for... I think it was around, I don't know, something around $9 million or something, close to it. Um, so before last season, he hadn't played over 18 games since 2019. And it's looking like it's going to be the same thing this season, right? He's not going to be close to the 18-game mark. Um, so it looked like last season was pretty much an outlier. Um, so, so far... His stats for this season are nine games, zero tackles, zero try assists, 157 meters, which has been consistent for the last maybe two or so years, but is not really that peak Talmalolo, right? So it's a bit of a decline from where he was at that 200 game mark. Um, He misses a lot of tackles as well, surprisingly, 2.8 missed tackles per game. And, you know, I think the big question is at that end of the contract, he's going to be 35 years old. And... What's he gonna look like at age thirty-five? Is well, he, he gonna be thirty-five? Is he thirty-five? No way. No, no. He's no, so he's thirty now. He, oh. By the end of the contract, he's gonna be thirty-five years old. I was gonna say. And my okay. question is, what do you think he's gonna look like by the by age thirty-five? Where you know he's probably gonna be a lot slower, possibly, um, you know, less mobile as well, and he's still gonna be getting paid nine hundred fifty thousand dollars. That's yeah. The only argument I have against you, you're right. Everything you're saying is so right. He's a forward. Forwards are probably the players where they get bashed the most, right? Because in the, in the middle of the field in rugby league is the most toughest part 
it's not it's not the hardest, but it's the most toughest, right? Mm. I feel like the edge is a bit more harder to defend because it's more one on one tackles. But in the middle, you're tackling props, and especially if you're a player like like if you see someone like Jason Tamalolo running at you, mm-hmm. you don't want to be seen in front of him. Like he he is, would be that'd be a heavy hit, and you'd be feeling sore afterwards, right? But I do get your point where he's going to get older and he's probably not going to be worth 950k. But I think one thing that he brings to that Cowboys side is probably a bit of confidence and a bit of leadership as well. Mm, that's a good point. And, it's and that veteran presence as well. It's that, it's that veteran, that's right. It's that veteran presence. Mm. Like he, he's a gun and he probably, you never know, he might, well, he, we never know, he might explode out of blocks at, 30, at 35 years old. Like, yeah, maybe. But, but like, Theory, like if we're talking about just like basic science and theoretically what's happened to players, like when they get to that age, usually they slow down. You're right. Mm. Okay, maybe not nine fifth, but I can see why they can they want to hold on for him that long as well. But yeah, I th- yeah. What pick is what pick is he? He is the tenth pick overall, so he was my fifth pick. Yeah, that's yeah. That'd be the position. That'd be right. Yeah. Yeah. All okay. right, your pick now. This is your second last pick. My second last pick. Okay. Um, I've got two. Well, choose one. Okay. <laughs> no, no. I want you to. I want you to help me. You need. I need your help. I want you to because this is our draft. This is going to be our eleventh pick. Is it? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And I want either. We'll talk about one of them. I've got two left. So it's either Aiden Fenua Blake, one million for this year. It's only a one year contract. Or Dallin Watisi um Wilsniak for eight hundred K for the next <laughs> for the next was he on eight hundred K for for the next uh two years? Um you know, if it were me, that's a lot, pick, that's a... yeah, if it were me, I picked Dallin, right? He's on okay, my big we'll board at the moment. Oh, let's talk about Dallin then. Oh, man. Uh, do you want me to read out the contract? Go read out the contract. So it's two years for $1.6 million at 800K a season. Um, my only note for him is up until this year, he hasn't really produced as a winger, right? So he's having a bit of a, what you'd call breakout year, right? He's also the highest paid winger in the league. Do you think he's the best winger in the league? No. No, exactly. Me neither, right? So he's getting paid like he is the best winger. So what was your what was your rationale for picking him then? Same same reason as you. Wasn't probably not the best winger in the league. He's probably yeah, that's very um very overvalued. He's a good player. I like him. Love him as a player, right? And he might bring on that energy, like he puts in that hit and brings on and that like one hit in an NRL game or mm-hmm. in any footy game can change the whole momentum of the team. The team just gets behind that one hit and goes, all right, let's go. Look at Dallin. Dallin just um, smashed the crap out of this player. Let's let's go. Let's get behind him and let's um, run over this team. If he can do it, if a winger can do it, so can we as well. Hmm. Right? So I can get why he's a value player. Like, he's a very good winger, but it's just way too much overvalue. And he's not, like you said, he hasn't really... Like, I feel like um, Montoya on the other wing is having a better season than he is mm-hmm. at the moment as a winger. So, 
he's pro- it's a bit of an overpay. Look, if I'd say he's about six fifty as well. And I don't think wingers shouldn't be getting paid like seven fifty should be the max for a winger. Because mm. really, what do they their job is yardage now in the NRL and finishing tries. Well, my they, question is that and know, I consider well, yeah, I consider Brian Toto probably the best winger in the league, right? Just for those reasons. How much would you pay Brian Toto? Like six fifty. Yeah, exactly. Right. So for me, I would probably pay him that much too. And I completely agree with you. I think Dallin's just completely overpaid. And um, that's a very sensible pick from you. Yeah. So that's that'd be my. That's, what is that? Our 11th pick? Yeah. Um, so this is the 12th pick now. I can't believe this guy is still on the big board, right? He's probably. He's probably in the green room. He's probably just sitting around. Oh, where am I getting picked? I probably should have gone one of the top five ones. It pains me to say this as well because it's a Roosters player as well. Who is it? It's uh, it's Brandon Smith. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I actually, I actually had. He, I actually wrote him down, but and he's got the player option at the end as well. Oh no, it sucks too. Yeah. <laughs> So the contract is three years for four, uh, $2.4 million, which is 800K a season. And like you said, he's got a player option in 2025, which he'll probably take that up. <laughs> um, what, a, what a great what a great manager he has. Oh, my goodness. Um, 2023 Good stats for this season. 11 games, two tries, two try assists, 51 metres run, 3.2 missed tackles average. Just a... Uh, Oh my goodness, Justin! Oh my, what well, are they thinking? Can, how, much, how much do you think Brennan Smith's worth as a player? How much would you be paying him uh, for, the next, for the next three years? Four, five hundred. You know, I don't even know if he's even a good, a good hooker, right? So the really? one, yeah, because you know no, that twenty that twenty twenty one season looks like an outlier at this stage, right? That one that he won Dalian Hooker of the Year. So that twenty that one that twenty twenty one year he had twenty four games, eleven tries, ten try assists, and he ran for ninety six meters as well. You know, really, he's starting to push it as the worst buyer this season. He's been just like he thought that he would come in and he would really boost the the attack of the Roosters, and this was something that I was saying before I started the podcast was, man, just a big upgrade from Sam Verrills to Brandon Smith. Man, I'm really starting to consider whether we should have, <laughs> should have just kept Sam Verrills on less money. Yeah, I guess, look. Yeah, I think he brings a really good, um, he brings good energy to the team. I think that's probably one reason why. He very good energy player as well. The best times I've seen Brandon Smith actually play is coming off the bench. Mm, yeah, but that's probably the best I've seen him play. I don't see him as a starting player. He's very good at coming off the bench. Like we, were, I remember watching him playing for like Melbourne. That's his best games. Like coming off the bench, being that energy. Like when everything's down, he comes on and just tears up. Like he'll just come in at dummy half. He'll make a couple of meters, burrow in for a try here and there, hit someone, mm-hmm. put a shot on. He'd be an awesome, that, yeah. He'd be an awesome bench player as a, like a, a fourteen or a fifteen, right? But 
man, I'm not paying 800k for that, right? I can probably get yeah. that same value from a 300k guy. Yeah. And um, jeez, man, he's really starting to trend towards the one of the worst buys of this season. You're telling me we still got him for another two years after this season? I'm like, oh my you know, gosh. Listen, I'll tell you something. You never know what's going to happen. He might, he might snap out of this um, downfall he's going through, and then all of a sudden he becomes the best hooker next year. Oh man, he's if still, that happens, still, jeez. He's still got like pre, he's still got potential. Like there's no like he, he can go. Like he might not be having the best season at the moment, but he's still like I feel like he can change as a player. Yeah, so. I hope so. Fingers crossed, right? Um, okay. This is your last pick. Aiden Fanua Blake. He's yeah. on one million dollars this year. Now it wasn't look, on my big board. Yeah, but go on. Bit of an over. He's a good player. Bit of an overpay for me. Mm. That's just that's just that's just an overpay. Like one million dollars for a prop. He doesn't play. How many minutes has he played? You know, uh, maybe he's a high work rate, right? He's been one he's of the best. High... He's been one of the best front rowers in the league. I would say yeah. fifty to sixty. I can't remember off yeah. the top of my head. I think it's just I'm one million dollars. This is not for like maybe not for Aiden Finnell Blake, but I think a million dollars for a prop is way too much. Mm. Always a million bucks. You could be spending that money on another two extra wingers, another two extra pops that can do what he does as well, mm. right? Because he's not he's not a unique player. Unique players get one million dollars. Like a Cam Munster gets that's a million dollar player. A Ben Hunt, a Cherry Evans, a who else? Who else is a million dollar player? Like Nathan Mitchell Cleary, Moses, Nathan Cleary, Mitchell Moses. This goes Luke on. Brooks. Right? Oh yeah, he should. If he was actually consistent, he would be a million dollar player. But he's just not consistent. Don't, don't. We were not mentioning his name. I'm oh, sorry. Then we'll then we'll start a whole other conversation about Luke Brooks. But um, yeah, I, yeah. I think it's just a bit of. An, I think it's just over. Like props don't need to be paid. Like they are. Like I said, they do. Unless they're like Payne Haas, they can play eighty minutes and they can run hard for eighty minutes. Unless they're like a freak, yeah. Eight hundred. Yeah. Look, oh, I mean, sorry, sorry, not a meal, meal, a meal. Yeah. Look, I think it's like if it was like three years, then that would be like, oh, what am I looking at? But it's only for the next year or so. I think it's just for this year. He's only one million. So, so where is he going next year? Oh, he probably stayed at the Warriors. But my guess is either the salaries haven't been released or they just haven't re-signed him yet. So what happens if he was on a million for the next four years? <laughs> um, then if we were to ever do this again, he'd be on the on the list again. He'd probably get drafted. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So this is my last pick. Uh, before we do my last pick, I just want to name some honorable mentions. I have Dylan Walker at three years for $2.1 million for 700k a season. Bench player, wouldn't pay that. Oh, this one hurts. I don't know if this is recency bias for me. But hang on, Dylan Walker? Yeah, well, hold on. For how, yeah. for how much? For how Seven, much? 700k a season for the next three years. And how old is he? I don't know. I mean, he'd be getting up to his 30s, surely. 
Yeah, I, I, I think he should be. I don't know who you got in our last draft, but I think he should be in that top fourteen. Oh, but maybe he's probably lucky. Um, more honourable well, mentions. Oh, this one hurts. James Tedesco, <laughs> three years for three point three million dollars. Like I said, it might be yeah, a bit yeah. of recency bias. Um, yeah, more I have. Yeah. I have Murata Niakore for four years for $3.4 million for 800K, 850K per season. Um, no, he's, he's a good... See, I'd probably say 800K for him, mm, 750. So a little bit over. But I think that's a little bit overpaid too. Mm. Yeah, right. That's a bit overpaid. Uh, but he's a very uh, good player, but very yeah. good player. Like what he does in the field. I have uh, Luke Keary for two years at $1.7 million, so 850k per season. Um, just a history of concussion issues and he's sort of just getting up there in age as well. Plus mm-hmm. a big statistical drop-off from last season. Um, and then there's the... Uh, <laughs> it's, um, then there's three players who um, are on one-year contracts and they're really high as well. We have Luke Thompson... One year for 800K, who hasn't even played this season and has just never been healthy since he's been at the Bulldogs. We mm-hmm. have uh, Wonga Blake at one year at 650K. He's playing reserve grade at the moment. And uh, your guy, Kyle Flanagan, one year at 600K. Yeah, they're all, yeah. Yeah. Just um, all overpays and play, just wasted. Just yeah. Wasted, they even just wasted reserve grade or just... Um, but, but we never know. I think these contracts, like, I think there's some rules maybe to these contracts where you have to play so many games to get to those contracts. But yeah, possibly. It's what, it's what their, it's what their value is that the yeah. contract value is not maybe what they're actually getting paid. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, three more names. I have David Norfoluma at three years for 1.575 million. Um, that means that, how much is that per year? Uh, 525k per season. Yeah, he's. I'd say he's that value. Oh, I'd okay. say that. I, I'd uh, agree. I, West Tigers done a good deal on him. Mm. Yes, it's just you know he played for Melbourne last season too. Don't forget that. Um, Isaac Liu, two years, one point one million dollars, which is five hundred fifty k per season. You know, probably not the same player as he was at the Roosters. And um, last one I have, Reed Marnie, four years, two point four million dollars, six hundred k per season. Do you know Reed Marnie averages the most missed tackles in the league this season? Yeah, you can't blame him for that. Hey, and don't that. and don't forget, don't forget this, right? They let go of Jerry Marshall King, who's arguably having a better season than Reed Marnie, just so they can bring in the um, cauliflower ear man into the club. Leave him alone. He's a very I, I like Reed Marnie. All right, that's yeah. he's worth six hundred k. He's a very good player. He's very smooth out, dummy. I don't look the Fords can tackle for him, okay? And he does make his tackles. He's just probably misses tackles. It's not probably because of effort, it's probably because of size. Mm. But but Jerry Marshall King, the only reason why he's playing good is because he's with his um good old dad, Wayne Bennett, and wants to play good for dad. That's yeah. the only reason. That is the only reason why mm. he's playing. Oh, okay. When that when that when your dad's the coach. And he's a Darius Boyd, pretty much, Jerry Marshall King. He's a new Darius Boyd. <laughs> uh, maybe. Or the, new Kurt, or the new Kurt Gidley as well. Or who else? Yeah. Who, else who else was his other 
other Cody well. Nicarima, Anthony Kate Milford. Kate. Yeah. Those guys. There. Yeah. Um, my final pick. Oh, man. This is a doozy. This is a doozy. Get ready. Yeah. <laughs> He's only a million dollars this season. He's on 1.1, actually. Um, but next season, reduced amount. Uh, he's going. He's at Manly next season, four years for three million dollars for seven hundred k season. Do you know who it is? It's Luke Brooks. <laughs> it's Luke Brooks. <laughs> we do have our conversation about Luke Brooks. <laughs> uh-huh. He is the last pick. Oh man, look at these twenty twenty three stats. Thirteen games, one try, five try assists, one hundred and twenty three meters, which is a career high. Um, 232 kicking meters per game, 4.2 missed tackles per game, which is second most out of all the halves who have played more than one game. Uh, I believe number one is Ezra Mann, by the way. Um, I don't know if I need a refresher from last week's podcast, but he's played the most NRL games without making the finals. Um, he's only played over 18 games once in these last four years. Uh, what do you mainly see in Lou Brooks that can, you know, help them win a championship? You, oh, I don't know. That's <laughs> go go to um, Anthony Sebo and ask him. Uh, him maybe, jeez, I mean, give Sebo a call. I I have no idea. Man, yeah, they're they... paying seven hundred k for a guy who's never made the finals. Whoo, jeez. Yeah, that's my last pick, Lou Brooks. He's got, look, I don't, we don't know what he might come out with next year at a new club, right? Mm. But, yeah, I, I don't, what he's done, has he, was he always on one million for the last four or five years with West Tigers or the last two years at least? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They paid him. Like, if that, if we were doing this draft from, you know, 2021, he would be up there with the first two picks. Mm, easy. Yeah. yeah. He's done. Yeah, he's well. He's probably he's got a good. That was one that's got a good manager and laughing. Probably saying, "All right, now I'm gonna go try and win a premiership with Manly. Good luck, West Tigers. Thank you for your money. Yeah, thanks for all, all right. that cash that you gave me. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, geez, he might be earning a lot more money now at Manly too. Still earning that money, um, mm. even though he hasn't won anything in his career. But uh. Yeah, I mean, we'll leave it at that. Um, let's just go through the teams again. So you had Daniel Saifidi. Let's just go through our draft. You go through yeah, the one so to fourteen. Daniel Saifidi was your pick, right? Yep. Uh, I had Jeremiah Nene. Yep. Uh, you had Kalen Ponga as your third pick. Yep. Fourth pick was but, sorry. Yeah, we both picked yeah Kalen Ponga. Yeah. Fourth pick was Jack Howarth. Fifth pick was, uh, who was your fifth pick? Nick Kotrick. Yep. My, the sixth pick was Tavita Pangai Jr. Yep. Oh, no, it wasn't. It was, uh, was it, was it? It was Tavita Pangai Jr., right? No. Oh, who... Or was it Katoni Staggs? No, it was Tavita. Tavita? Okay. Uh, the seventh pick, Josh Schuster. Number eight yep. was uh, Katoni Staggs. Uh, number nine, so your next pick, what was it? It was... Was it Jai uh, Arrow? 
Yeah, Jai Arrow. Jai Arrow. Mm-hmm. Ten was. Um, oh my goodness, sorry. Tamalolo was it? <laughs> there was a Tamalolo. Yep. Uh, Tamalolo. Eleven was um, Dallin Watin Zalesniak. Number yep. twelve was uh, Brandon Smith. Number thirteen, your last pick was Adam Fanua Blake, and my last pick, the fourteenth pick overall, was Luke Brooks. Um, so what I'll do is I'll leave a poll down below, uh, for the Spotify listeners and they can vote whether Anthony's team was better or if my team was better. Um, otherwise that's it for the podcast. Um, I really enjoyed doing that draft. I don't know about you. I liked it. Yeah, it was good. Very good. Very good to see who's got good managers and. He's um very good at maybe these players can talk themselves. Maybe these good maybe Kane Pong might represent himself and he's actually a really good talker himself. Maybe. So, yeah. So for the poll in the Spotify, uh just vote as to who has the uh <laughs> what is it, the worst the worst contracts team between us two. Um otherwise, thanks for listening. Um if you want to follow Anthony on Instagram, it's at Anthbooker. If you want to follow me on Instagram as well, Vitamans12. Podcast, Vincent Man Sports Podcast is on uh, Instagram as well. I'm on Twitter. I'm also on Threads as well, even though that's two days old now. Um, go follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can also listen to on there. Otherwise, have a good day. Um, I have a YouTube channel as well, Vincent Man's. I did the worst taste of the 2023 NRL season so far. Enjoy your day and we'll talk to you soon.